Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Welcome, crew and members of the Rosinante, to another episode of Phantology Podcast. My name is Jake. I'll be your host for tonight, and I have my lifelong friend Ryan here with us. Jake, do you actually mean that? Not, yeah, I, I was thinking about that because I've definitely known the rest of them longer than you, but in the grand scheme of life, insignificant amount, especially for how much time we spend together. Hashtag yeah. couple friends. <laughs> well, thank you. It yeah. means a lot. Jake just called me his lifelong friend. Sorry, I had to tell my wife. <laughs> um, all right. So today we're talking about The Expanse Book 3, uh, titled Abaddon's Gate. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, honestly. I don't know what this title is referencing, actually, this time around. Do you? Um, well, I assume that it's referencing the huge ring that the protomolecule formed that they traveled oh, through. Right. I meant... Does the title in real life reference anything? Oh, is, yeah, is, I don't know. Is Abaddon's Gate anything other than from this book? I think I don't know. I think it's all related to like mythology. That's what I assumed. I I just never heard the word before. I'm not sure. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to the review of Abaddon's Gate. We've been excited to review book three for a while. I've been excited to read it for a while because I really liked book one and was a little disappointed with the direction of book two. So I've been excited to see how book three continues the series. Well, I think I felt a little bit different, maybe the opposite. I thought that book one was okay, but promising. I liked book two more than book one. So I felt like it's kind of moved up. It was moving up a notch with each book. And so I was also excited to read book three. Sweet. So I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your opinion since so far our opinions relative for each book have been somewhat different. They have been. And we will get more into that after this ad break. All right. Welcome back. Um, yeah, we're discussing book three of The Expanse. Um, just to get right into it, I thought this was more of a return to form. I liked it more. I think I like this one more than the majority of book two. And I would disagree with you. Here we go. <laughs> and I would think that it is a regression for me for the series. Regression. I didn't like the characters as much. Um, the plot wasn't as entertaining. The stakes didn't feel quite as great to me. I mean, looking back, I think that like the stakes were obviously great, but it just didn't feel that way to me. Yeah, that's interesting. So in this book, just like this is going to be full spoilers, so watch out. But to kind of summarize, they end up, but the protomolecule has been building this ring in the further parts of the solar system. And basically every, like all the story arcs converge on it and you go through this ring. It's like a, a wormhole to another 
uh, points in the universe. Um, and I thought that inherently was had some pretty high stakes compared to the second book, which was they're trying to breed these protomolecules molecule soldiers, which I guess is pretty high stakes, but you never really, I felt like the, the stakes of the book two was just war between Mars and earth. Whereas this, the fallout of this book felt like it was more of like would affect humanity as a whole. Well, so yeah, in, in the end of book two, basically earth launches a bunch of nukes that are redirected, right? They launch a bunch of nukes to try and destroy the protomolecule, but the protomolecule basically stops mm-hmm. them. Wait, am I remembering this right? Is that the I, end of book one? Book one, I just remember it ends with everything going to Venus. That probably happened. I think that happened in book one, actually, when they're trying to nuke Eros. Okay. Well, I, uh, regardless of that, I think that Mars and Earth being on the... I mean, they were basically were at war for part of it. Yeah. And it was kind of like a devastating or it could have been devastating especially if these protomolecule soldiers had been unleashed so i mean it it does it definitely like i know if you look at the stakes of that book versus of, of book two versus this one where you're literally they're literally trying to stop this station from like exterminating all humans because it sees them as a threat so that's obviously like a higher stake to me but it just didn't feel that way because they were like trapped on these ships and a lot of it they were fighting like against themselves to i don't know just basically like disarm this laser so it wasn't like i don't know disarming the laser and i mean a lot of what they were doing was miller and holden kind of like I don't know. It, it, it seemed like they were making like a bunch of logic jumps without necessarily knowing. They're like, if we shoot this thing with the laser, it's going to perceive like all of humanity as a threat and just annihilate them. Uh, but maybe if we get convinced everyone to turn off their ships, it won't see us as a threat and just kind of back off. And I don't know. It was it, it, it was just kind of like a lot of jumps of logic that didn't really feel like there was like evidence to show they would actually work for me interesting i felt like specifically for the the laser being like identifying all humans as a threat i thought that was built up better than the turning off the ships one i thought there's more evidence for that like every time the humans tried anything well i don't know was it really that they would like destroy them or was it part of it was like they would stop like slow things down like more and more and like so you knew that anytime there was an attack or some sort of violent outburst, things were changed to stop that. So I think there was like a, a, I thought that was a good enough leap of logic to assume if they do any sort of damage to the system or attempt it, then they would do whatever it took yeah. to prevent that. Yeah, but I, I think that, I mean, the way that I remembered it was that they were kind of fighting because it was like not only their own lives at stake but it was like the rest of humanity at stake because i mean the people who were fighting to use the laser were basically like yeah we're gonna kill it or we're gonna destroy this station which is essentially going to like ruin our odds of getting back home and effectively kill us but but we're gonna save the rest of humanity and it seemed it seemed like um like james holden his side was like 
no, that's not going to do it. We just shut off our engines and we're going to stop the space station from killing us and killing the rest of humanity. Yeah, I don't re- I didn't I don't think I interpreted it as Holden saving the rest of humanity by doing that, but just saving the people there. Okay. Turning off the ship thing, it seemed more like it was just like a reset, like no activity. And then Miller could try to do a reset on the the system. That was kind of hand wavy, though. Yeah, it was like intentionally pretty vague, which I, I thought was fine. I just read past it. But I mean, it obviously didn't really bother you. Yeah, yeah. I think what I really liked about this book compared to the second book was there were there seemed to be like more philosophical themes going on. Like I liked Anna's character with her whole uh, like religious and redempt redemption arc and theme throughout. And in relation to like Melba, in relation to Melba, and yeah, specifically with redemption. And like I like that you got to see both sides, like her perspective through the conflict, and then the other priest was on the opposite side of that and how like the other priest wasn't like a, an evil person. He was just like, no, this is what we have to do to save humanity, you know? So I thought that was, that was interesting. Like there was more, I felt like there were more gray characters and motivations and like, it wasn't super clear cut. And then I liked the, that more philosophical side of things. I did think it got a little sappy at parts. I think Melba's redemption was a little, unrealistic at parts yeah I a little pulpy i guess which is interesting the, the series so far has seemed kind of like gritty and like really realistic and almost like like approaching that more grim dark side in terms of like the setting and the physics and like the threats at times but then the solutions end up feeling kind of pulpy where it's just like and then the heroes save the day a little bit yeah, or they they basically convinced. I mean, the climax, they like get through to Melba, and she allows James Holden into, yeah, the, like what their command center or like engineering where they're at, and and then I guess she ends up taking down the captain, which yeah. saves everyone as well. I and also I thought it was a little, it was like unfair or like forced writing when when uh. Anna was like, I need you to forgive her. Like, like, don't press charges against Melba to Holden and the crew and Naomi. And Naomi's like, okay. And Holden's like, screw that. I'm not going to do that. And Naomi's like, how dare you? Like, you can't, they, like, it was written as if he were doing that for Naomi and like, he shouldn't do that for her. Like she can make up her own decisions, make up her own mind and make her own decisions on that. But I was left feeling like she was literally there to frame, she framed Holden you know, she was there to kill Holden. Like he was her target the whole time. And somehow it was up to Naomi whether she was forgiven or not. Like Naomi could forgive her for her own things, but it it felt weird that they didn't really like talk about how Holden would have to forgive her for what she did to him too, not just for what she did to Naomi. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was like like Holden was basically the the main victim of her crimes and everybody else was essentially collateral damage. And even though I think the crew was basically like, we've we're able to get past it and forgive her. So why can't you? Right. Yeah. Am, am I remembering that properly? And Holden's ultimately like, okay, like I, I yeah. guess that makes sense. But it felt, it felt framed like, if we can, then you definitely should be able to. Whereas I read it as like, yeah, you can, but his experiences were different and he was targeted differently. 
mm-hmm. and they they acted like his was like a lesser part of that i don't know that was i felt like that was kind of uh, a weaker part of the writing yeah i did like how she used uh holden's like his mo against him you know where he just like broadcasts a message to everybody and like <laughs> yeah. tells everybody hey this is what's happening and it's yeah. usually like so he's like misinterpreted things and yeah so it was funny how she used that against him that was great that was that was pretty good i don't know if pretty good writing is the right way to put it but that felt really believable. ironic I, like ironic and like believable that the rest of the solar system would believe that that was him yeah. like it it wasn't just like why would they believe this it's like no that tracks like that's his mo like you're saying Honestly, probably what I think is the strongest part of this book, why I like this book more than the second one, is there's a lot more plot development when it came to the protomolecule and that mystery, which has kind of been just like pieces of information hinted at here and there throughout books one and two. And honestly, book two, there was like pretty much no development until the very end when you saw Miller and it's that didn't really do anything. It just was like, oh, hey, this part of the plot is here again, whereas this Abaddon, Abaddon's Gate, book three, like that was the central focus, it felt like, is um, developing the plot from the, the protomolecule. And you get a lot of information on that. You learn a lot while, while still expanding the like mystery more in a satisfying way. Yeah, I mean, that's been my favorite part of the Expanse series is like this overarching story of like the protomolecule. Where did it come from? Why was it sent here? Like, what does it mean for our future? And I I agree that it was pretty interesting when he when Holden went to the station and was kind of learning things. It was like a little info dumpy that like Miller's just kind of like telling him. But I thought it was it was interesting how it's like some advanced civilization basically sent the protomolecule there and they like built these gates with like this station as like some sort of hub and but something like wiped them out. And like, you know, yeah. as advanced as they were to like bioengineer this protomolecule and like what's coming next, you know, I I, I think that like that's ominous and exciting yeah. as a reader. And I, I, I think that mystery is engaging. So I, that being said, I do think that the structure of the book was kind of strange how it was set up. Because as I was reading, to me, there was like this whole part where like Holden is kind of like racing to get to this the station and like the like Martian Marines are like chasing him. I think some like UN Marines are also chasing him that like felt like the climax of the book and i remember like checking to make sure that like i wasn't at the end of the book and saw that there was still quite a bit left so it was it was weird that that was like in the middle of the book and then we like kind of drop back you you're like you know going 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 like you reach the peak of this mountain and then you know you like go back down it and then like the the actual climax of the book didn't feel I mean, I've already said like the stakes didn't feel as high for me as other books, but it didn't feel as exciting to me as that like central part where where Holden goes to the station. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree that the pacing and just like that plot structure felt weird. Ideally, I think what you would have is Holden's uh, rising action moments 
in the like space hub place with Miller, with the Marines chasing them happening simultaneously with the mutiny on the other ships, you know, like back and forth and have those interplay the way the plot actually played out like that would make sense like you would need holden to be back with the revelation he got from miller there but if they could have somehow like intertwined those more i think that would have made a much more compelling uh into the book because i agree it was it felt less and this i guess could be a pro or con it felt less like a typical uh plot structure of like this rising action great climax and resolution it was more like this happened and then what i appreciated from the the actual plotting was then it felt like these are, this is like a very realistic fallout of like, what would be like, what would be everyone's reactions to what happened there in the gate? And like, how would this play out? It felt very real and like human. And that was cool to see, but for like, it's, I don't know, like I, I totally agree that it, it could have been better if they happened more simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think that I, I think I rated the first book an eight and the second one like okay. a seven-ish. And this one definitely isn't an eight, but I don't think, I think it's probably seven and a half. I don't think the other one's lower than seven. I don't know. But I, I think you're right. There there are some weaker spots to it. And I think, I think the main thing that drew me in is book two felt like a side quest. It introduced one of my favorite characters, probably my favorite character, honestly, Avisorla, okay. or however you say her name. Um, yeah. And... So like that was a huge pro of book two, but I felt like the plot itself felt much less impactful. Whereas this one felt like, okay, we're back on the main quest again. And I think that's what got me excited about it, but there weren't as compelling of characters and the plot wasn't as great. Yeah. So one at least we basically traded. So from book two, we had Avicerella, Bobby Draper, and what was the name of the dad trying to recover his daughter? Oh, yeah. The doctor. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm not sure. So him. The, and yeah, we, traded, we traded him for Bull, Anna, and Melba Cole. Yeah. So in, in my mind, I I think that it was, I don't know. I mean, I liked the characters in this book, but... I don't know if I liked them as much as the ones before. I thought that Bull was kind of cool. How I like Bull. He was he was like out of place, right? He was an Earther, like basically there because Johnson told him to, and yeah. he was like trying to keep keep things together as best he could. So I I thought that he was he was pretty interesting. Like he was in an interesting position. It was weird because Anna felt kind of like Avasarella to me which they're not like they're they're very different ones like you know this religious like person who's you know not not necessarily like kind of believes sees the good in everybody um whereas avasarella is like you know not religious swears a lot i i'd say like more the ends justify the means um like yeah much more ruthless i don't know if it's like how they were written but like it was hard to like differentiate them in my mind personally yeah it's like they filled a similar similar role in being like yeah. a more mentor and like leader leader type character mm-hmm. like a leader of the people but at the same time anna was just more of like a bland uh version of avasorla in terms of personality yeah i liked i liked avasorla a lot 
more as well yeah. i was kind of disappointed that she wasn't in it she was referenced a little bit but yeah i did i did like i said i liked how anna's like plot revolved around like the themes of redemption and like talking about that a lot and i liked how you like traditionally that would have been something like holden would be all for is redemption in somebody but like you have the person being redeemed like completely opposed to him and so that was cool to see i really like bull oh go ahead Oh, no. Finish your thoughts on Bull, and then we'll talk yeah. about the Melba. other girl. Melba, yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked Bull, honestly. Like, he was a character that honestly kind of seemed bland at first and kind of boring to read through. And then what I really enjoyed was just how they, sh- like, made him feel like a very real person who is just stubborn and, like, never quitting. And, like, he gets so much thrown out of him and like take so much and he easily could have taken that out of being like okay yeah i'm going into the medical coma like i'm over but instead it was like no i know what's best right now and i'm not giving up i'm not like taking the easy way even though he didn't even want to be there to begin with and i thought that was really it was cool to see that progression to see him like the more he took the more he doubled down and like became a stronger presence but yeah coming to melba i i think they wrote her too chaotic for me to really connect with her like she just didn't seem relatable i liked her backstory she's Mm -hmm. kind of like a victim of james holden however like weird her intentions seem like you know she's like the daughter of a billionaire but she's like i guess like one of the true victims but yeah i i don't know if the execution was quite there for me with with her and like you said it was a bit chaotic because like she starts out like basically her whole purpose is to get revenge on James Holden and she's, you know, doing whatever she can. And like when she's finally like stopped, it seems like she does like almost a 180 in which mm-hmm. suddenly she's like, yeah, like James, I don't really like him, but like, what's the big deal? There's, there's not really any reason to kill him anymore. And so I don't know. I mean, she, she went from like hating him to like, I guess, being rudderless in the middle of the book and like kind of falling in with the mutiny and then like sort of redeeming herself at the end. Yeah. And like she falling in with the mutiny, I think that's or that the reverse a... mutiny, the, not the mutiny, the reverse. Yeah. Mutiny. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Falling in with the like getting the original captain back. I thought that was an interesting that was a cool way to like do her redemption arc. Like she wants to be redeemed and she sees like this sacrificial route as the way to do it, even though it's like, again, the villainous like act mm-hmm. in this, in the story. But I do think like that 180 was too quick. I don't think that was developed well enough for her to have a change of heart that way. Yeah. And I think they tried to use, like she had a traumatic upbringing and kind of like mental instability from that. And that was like the reasoning f- I that's how I interpreted it like that's why she was doing the things she did that were wrong and you could see that when she killed the guy the engineer on the ship and then um when she would think about her dad and how he like would be so disappointed in her for like weird things and not for the fact that she's I don't know like doing terrible things but I don't think they like developed it well enough for it to really feel like it made sense for that 180 it's like I feel like there is like a trope of the like dangerous person who's a threat because of their like mental instability and like you can get through to them and help them. And mm-hmm. I just don't think this was like done 
super well. I think of like Felison from Malazan. Malazan. We can't, I think we, she, let's not spoil it, but that's somebody who's done well, is what you're saying. I think that's a character who is written well in terms of like uh, trauma and how that affects them and how it's like developed instead of just okay. like this way. You know what I mean? I, I don't it's, think it's always spoiler. harder to compare those because I mean, they are like epic fantasy. So the books are going to be significantly yeah. longer. True. I mean, not, I, I, I think that it can still definitely be done in this time frame, um or in the length of this book, but it's, a, it's probably a bit harder to pull off. Yeah. I, I do think overall the characters and the expanse series have been the weaker points of the, of the series mm-hmm. um, for me. Still really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But I think what about Miller. Yeah. I think that's, that was my biggest thing I was excited for in this book. Honestly, it's mm-hmm. seeing him come back at the end of book two. It's, it's interesting how, how he is brought back. Like it's not, just kind of like a fake out death he's like essentially like a construct of the protomolecule yeah. who kind of like utilizes miller's memories to get james holden's help i mean that's yeah. how i read it right yeah so. like it, it like had to develop some sort of like investigative process and the, it was like the basis of that because of the i assume because of the connection to holden and because he was an investigator and the connection to Julie Mao. Like, yeah, I think it was just like, Oh, here's a template of an investigator. We need to build one. Let's go investigate. I thought that was a cool twist. Yeah. A a little disappointed that I honestly thought Miller and Julie crash landing on Venus. It was going to terraform the planet into this paradise and they would be like reborn somehow. And that was like, (laughs) I don't know, like eternalized Miller with special powers through the proto molecule. That's yeah. where my mind was going, but I thought this was a cool twist on it. Yeah, I, I think that would have been um a little like cheesy, I guess. <laughs> it, I, yeah. I don't know that it would have yeah. fit in my yeah. mind. Um, but cool idea. Write a book about it, Jake. <laughs> write write some fan fiction. Yeah. Um did they ever explain how Miller could talk to Holden? Like they said he could talk to anybody. But I don't remember, like, what were the mechanics? Like, was it in his head? It was, it was essentially, like, playing with the neurons, uh, like, the the connections of, or, like, manipulating Holden's mind. Because that's that's why Miller says he can't, like, talk to, like, other people at the same time. Because yeah. it's so difficult to, like, manipulate one person's, like, brain waves um, and, like, the connections between their neurons and their synapses and all of that. It was like so hard to do it for just one person, let alone like two people at the same time. But I mean, how that's... did how did it inter- interact with them though? Like how did were there pro- proto molecules in the air, or was it because he was infected with the proto molecule oh, from I, arrows or like trace amounts? I don't remember that, or maybe there was. Yeah, that's what maybe I never really understood that. Exposed, exposed to it. Yeah, it did get, kind of give me. Uh, uh, like some stormlight vibes of just some like person like repeating things and like not making sense and you're like can you hear me like are oh, we interacting yeah, yeah. or I thought mm-hmm. that was the yeah similarity I, there that was I, fun. Didn't, I didn't pick up on that but I definitely see those similarities too yeah I liked him coming back I thought it was cool that he was like the guide 
still disappointed that Miller is actually dead, but I do think, like you said, that's a better way to go about it. Mm-hmm. I So I, I still think that there's like this plot armor around the crew of the Rosinante. Yeah. But this book did change things quite a bit with like bull dying. That was like a little bit of a surprise. I mean, you knew he was dying, but you weren't sure like, was he actually going to die? Yeah. I don't know why, but like, a big surprise to me was like when the chief engineer like sam yeah when yeah. she died i was like that, yeah. that was i don't know why but i was just kind of like shocked yeah and so anyways i i thought that was like the the characters felt like maybe they were in a little bit more danger because of that this book i don't know so i mean overall my thoughts on the expanse through three books or do you want uh, do you want to talk about anything else in particular about the plot before we want to move on to overall no go ahead overall yeah so i think that i like the overall story but um a lot of like the like i don't know page to page has been a little disappointing for me if i'm honest i think that the story that's being told is interesting but a lot of times like how it's told doesn't grab my attention. I think that for a series that has been as like, you know, picked up on a TV show, which has done very well. I've heard like lots of people say like, if you like the TV show, you're going to love the books. And I like the TV show. And I think the books are like decent. Hmm. I mean, after reading Abaddon's gate, I'm still going to keep reading, but like, I think that's more because of like uh, more from I think what I've heard about the series and like what I hope the series to become than what I've experienced so far. Yeah, I think I think we're on similar uh, wavelengths. I actually I only saw the first season of the TV show and I think the books are better than what I saw of the TV show. But I think similarly, I think book one. I thought was okay and then got better and better and better through throughout. And it ended on this note that I felt like gave a lot of potential for the series to be really good. And I was really excited to see that. And so far I would say it hasn't really lived up to its potential yet. I don't think it's like gone. It hasn't like deviated in a way where it's like, Oh, it's not going to reach the potential. It just hasn't reached that yet. I think with time, similar to what you're saying, I think with time, it could be great. And I think this book three was another step in the direction in terms of the overall plotting to get there. But I am a little disappointed that it hasn't taken advantage of that potential as much as I thought it would at this point. Yeah. I think a key difference between us is just, I'm more hooked on those like sci-fi elements, like the speculating about like what destroyed the other civilization, like what was that threat and like that kind of stuff. Those ideas to me are like, really captivating and keeping me going. But um, I, I agree that for me, book one really set the bar high and I expected it to just like get better and better. And it's just kind of been like, okay, we we might get back to that and hopefully better. But. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you on like what makes the story interesting. I just, I think I, I wanted like more of that. I think so yeah. much like human interaction has gotten like a little boring to me like yeah and the, the characters aren't that great yeah most of them yeah mm-hmm. so i i'm like more eager for like you know let's let's have like some sort of like encounter with aliens i mean i guess that's not gonna happen at least with the ones that created the proto molecule because it seems like 
something wiped them out or took them i mean they were like kind of like a hive mind that's yeah that's what it sounded like but i mean they're not around so i mean that's i guess i thought like the i thought there would be more of that in the expanse yeah and And i there's been a lot of like political things um between you know humanity which has been like kind of interesting to me but not if all the politicking was like avisorla the whole time like people like characters as well written as her and as like smart and intricate as her i think that would be a lot um a lot more entertaining so we don't i mean we don't really remember like the scores that we gave it's been a couple months since we did our (laughs) previous review i think it might be helpful if we talk about like are a relative like how we rank them relative to each other and i mean you already talked about it earlier so for myself i would i think i would put book two as the best one as like just under that and then three uh, under that so one sorry two two, one three is that what i said yeah yeah two one three okay yeah i think i would like i said earlier i think it's one three and then two and i think the difference between two and three aren't is smaller than the difference between three and one yeah yeah i mean i am really excited again to see where things are going just because like yeah. trying to figure out like what caused the destruction of the other society it sounded like they self-destructed a little bit like they saw this threat was coming in and started to like basically like prune branches of their society to try to keep it at bay and that's that seems really cool to like, like that's a cool mystery to see if that's going to play out later. And like, are they going to find some surviving remnants of the proto molecules creator yeah. society, or are they going to find the other thing that took them over? Or it kind of makes me think of halo with the flood and the original humans and the forerunners and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I'm so excited, but I'm a little less like after finishing book one, I was super excited to read book two. And after reading book two, I was like, eh. now I'm, I'm more excited than after reading book two, but I'm maybe I'm like, maybe these will just be around like sevens for me going out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're ever going to get to a point where you watch more than season one of the show? I've been wanting to to watch it once I finish the, okay. the books. Well, what I was planning on doing is watching it like as I read, like once after I finished book one, I was like, okay, I can watch like, is it the first two seasons? that cover book one mostly it's like halfway it's like one and a half seasons one and a half and so i started it with emily but uh she didn't really seem to be into it and i was like (laughs) i don't know i'd already watched season one so i was like do i skip and i was like maybe i'll just keep reading it but at some point i do want to watch them yeah yeah i think the expanse and summary for me is really cool ideas and i love the uh the sci-fi world it seems really like realistic and plausible for the future um i like how it makes humans seem insignificant to like the power of the proto molecule um weak parts for me are still characters and i guess some of the plotting but yeah i think that it's it's just an interesting series because of like not only like the premise but also and we've talked about these this in our other reviews but the like the two author team it's like very unique and so um i'd be interested to like one thing we should have done maybe is like gone back and see which which author writes which characters in each book and like if we rank 
the same characters mm-hmm. written by the same author similarly um so it's like you know we like who one author writes better than another one i think ben looked into that after book one and i think they like re like they'll write scenes and then they each rewrite this yeah. those same scenes yeah I, yeah I, so like one of them writes it and then the other one will read it and edit it oh that's it but okay. like i think it's usually like one person who's like writing the first draft for each Mm -hmm. each character i want to know who like because this came from like a tabletop game who played each character and like is there one person who plays like the better characters or Uh uh-huh i think i don't think again a comparison to malazan just because of that aspect of it i think this series kind of is weaker for it it seems like because a lot of the characters seem less dynamic and there is like more of a pulpy aspect to some resolutions mm-hmm. as opposed to Malazan. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some character deaths. Maybe the plot armor will, will go away after, like maybe they leveled up enough that the DM isn't holding back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, any other thoughts? That's good. We'll That's good. Wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, check us out and all the socials and our discord if you'd like to join we're always having a great time chatting it up there and uh we'll see you on the next one see ya talk to you later